we welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. We appreciate you sharing with us, and it is our deepest hope and deepest prayer that you can receive inspiration and strength and help for daily living. I am Otis Clark, the minister of the church, and again, we're so pleased to have you. I share with you that today at the Scotts Fork Christian Church that we are having Family Day. And uh, uh, years ago, they used to call it homecoming, uh, but I like what they call it now, and that is Family Day. And all oh, that we could have the kind of homes and the kind of families that Christ would have us to have. I believe with all of my heart that if that is going to happen, if Scott's Four Christian Church and all churches all around are going to have happy gatherings and happy times together, that they are going to have to share and put into their lives what I'm going to talk about this morning. Uh, this morning I'm going to be talking about a message what gifts will we bring to Christ Jesus at this season of the year when all around our world we're thinking in a greater way about the birth of the greatest person in all the world, Jesus Christ. Christmas 2021. Today, we listen to his word where it says in Matthew, that second chapter in verse 10, and this is what the Holy Word says. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed, and on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him, and they offered their treasures uh, and presented him, him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And then it goes on in verse 12, and having warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The main verse that I want us to see this morning is that what it says about they opened their treasures and they presented them, uh, uh, presented him with gold and frankincense and myrrh. There could be a sermon solely on that very thing about what they brought to Jesus Christ. So as we think about our message for today, there are so many, many lessons in the Gospel, Matthew and uh, Luke, and all concerning the birth of Christ. So many, many things that Christ brought, and so many things that we need uh, to bring to him. We know that uh, when we uh, look in uh, to uh, the Holy Bible and, and we uh, re think about where we are today, uh, we know that there are so many beautiful sights. Uh, many people go see the lights at, at the horse farm in Lexington. A lot of people just drive through the subdivisions to see the different uh, uh, beautiful lights and decorations and many things to observe and to enjoy. But a thing that I've asked myself so deeply as we're sharing in this time of the year, how many people, listen to me closely, really, really, really understand that there would be no such season at all if it had not been for the birth of Jesus, Jesus Christ. 
and I'm fearful, and never do want to I be become negative. But brothers and sisters, I just fear. And uh, I think there's a lot to back up what I'm saying, that we have lost uh, a, a greatness and appreciation for the greatest book in all the world, the Holy Bible, that we have lost an appreciation for God's Son who came into the world, that we have lost an appreciation for the church, Jesus Christ the head, and when we become members, we become a part of his body, the body of Christ. And so much is happening today, I cannot help but feel that it is gravely grieving the heart of our Lord. What is it all about? And I just want to also say here, at the, as we're sharing in this message at the beginning, is I just want to encourage you, moms and dads, I hope and pray that you are Christians, that you have given your life to Christ, that you're seeking to have a Christian home, that you're seeking to be faithful. There's nothing, nothing, nothing more important. And so I just hope and pray that uh, we uh, are taking serious uh, the teachings of the Bible, the teachings about values, the teachings about responsibility, and on and on I can go. When I reflect over this past year, last year, year and a half, two years, I have no question about the unbelievable damage that has been done because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19. I have no question in my mind that Satan is having a heyday. You know, the Bible tells us as we read about Satan that he is more subtle than any beast of the field, more subtle, going about as a roaring lion seeking to devour those he can. And so I've said often from the pulpit at different places is Satan doesn't take you and me from point A and just go flying all the way to point Z. But he works in a very subtle way. And I look back to 2020, 2019, and there is no question as I look at the fruit that was being born at that time that we were seeing more of a commitment, more of a desire, and people more faithful to the Lord's church. It wasn't super exciting, but it certainly was better than it is today. And I want you to ask yourself, as we think about what those individuals did when they came and they brought their gifts and presented them to Christ, I want to ask all of us, don't you think that if we would just stop and look at our lives, look at where we have been, look at where we're going, and don't you think if we just stopped and just was, were still for a few moments and think about our lives, that if we would consider and ask ourselves and ask for the Lord's leading in our lives, ask for the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives, Lord, help me to understand what I can do, what gifts I can bring to you so that I can be a better Christian, so I can be a better Christian father, so I can be a better Christian mother, so I can be a better Christian, period. And what can I bring so that we can have a better world? I cannot help but feel that all of us, as if we're still long enough, that we think about what happened in Michigan this past week at Oxford High School. Four beautiful young people who died as a result 
of an horrendous happening. And I fear when this kind of thing gets started, so often it seems that many, many uh, people in schools have an individual or individuals who want to mimic it. For instance, this past week I just heard at the middle school here in in, uh, Boyle County that uh, they were able to get this particular plan that a teenager, or not teenager, but a youngster in the middle school had drawn up as to what he was going to do. And uh, he is now at the Adair County, in Adair County, at a place for juveniles uh, to keep them safe and to keep others safe. Friends, so much is going on. And will you, as we approach this season of the year, will you think about looking at your life? You see, friends, how has Satan worked in this pandemic? Well, he's worked in many ways. And what we have here is that probably you and I, all of us, already had enough on our plates. And here comes this pandemic, which has divided families, which has caused confusion in churches, caused confusion in the schools, caused confusions in the homes, and all and on I can go. And Satan is using that. He loves it when we are living lifestyles where where we're angry and where we're unkind and and where we're just far from being what God would have us to be. Satan has possibly dragged all of us down more than we realize. And I believe that if we can think about what we can bring to him and bring it sincerely, that it can not only be a blessing to us and a blessing, but a blessing to our Lord. All across this land, uh, it just seems so much that Christians have digressed, and so we need to look at ourselves. I look at people and back up a year ago and so on, and there certainly uh, was uh, uh, not the indifference, the irresponsibility, the lack of love and commitment to the Lord and his church. So let's ask ourselves, what can I bring to my Christ at this season of the year? Not only today, but for all time. Friends, I want to point out something that I think is very important, that if we are going to be able to stay on track and get on track to whereby that we give him more of our time more of our talent, more of our treasury, more of our testimony, we are going to have to work very, very hard at it because the church, listen to me, is being crowded and pushed out, pushed out of the whole picture. I looked on the internet and I found this very interesting people responding and the question was asked, how excited are you about Christmas? And there were four different answers that could be given. And the highest percentage was 58% are not excited at all. Christ is not Christmas for the most part for a lot of people. Friends, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. And I would like to feel like that you're like me in this. You know, I don't like to be uh, taken for granted or, or I don't like to be someone who comes down the road and, and I look like a fool because I haven't used my intellect, I haven't used my common sense, and I find that I've just made a mess of everything. I hope and pray that we realize that does not have to be the case because certainly when we put Jesus Christ where he ought to be in our lives, that will not be the place. 
I'd like to encourage all of us to look at our hearts. Let me ask you, do you feel like you have given your heart, your all to Jesus Christ? Jesus tells us that we are, and we read in the Ten Commandments, that we are to love him with all of our hearts and all of our souls. Can we honestly say, I hope you can, that can we honestly say, yes, Jesus, I love you with all of my heart. You are everything. I know that you are everything. And I and I just want you to help me, even though I might feel or believe that I have given you my all, that I'll even seek to give more love, more love. There's a beautiful hymn that's entitled, I'm sure all of you know it, and you probably have heard it sung many a time, More Love to Thee, O Christ, More Love to Thee. And songs about talking about giving your heart to Jesus Christ. What about it, friends? Where are we as we come to Christmas 2021? A nation on edge. And are we seeking to love him with all of our hearts? The Bible tells us, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Very important. And so you see, if your heart, if you have not given your heart to Christ, the likelihood of what you will give to him will be less than what it should be. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And also, out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, uh, the mouth speaketh, and and out of the abundance of the heart, so forth, uh, are many, many things that come forth. As uh, a man thinketh, so is he. And how we need to understand uh, that with all of our hearts. You know, friends, you've heard me say this many a time probably, and that being that that which we put in, if it is garbage, it will come out as garbage. I don't know about you, but I want to see a different world. And what we need to understand, that that just doesn't fall from the sky. That doesn't happen accidentally. We've got to be to the place that we realize that when there is sin, and if it's unrepented of, it's going to break, bring about many and many a heartache. And unless our hearts are changed, listen to me, brothers and sisters, unless our hearts are changed, things are going to get no better. And so what we've got to do, what we'll continue to have, if we don't have a change of heart, a change of direction, a change of mind, a change of love, we're just going to have more divorces, we'll have more drugs, we're going to have more killings, more abortions. The Bible tells us in the book of Hosea, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so unless we understand the things that we really need to be bringing, and I think one of the big things we need to get right back to the basic, and that is to encourage people to give Christ their hearts to him. And then another gift that I would like to encourage you to think about is giving your hands. The Bible says, whatsoever your hands find to do, to do it with all of your might. Listen, friends, everyone has a talent or talents. We cannot do everything, but we can do something. I am only one, but yet I am one. And we need to understand that Christ has said to us that we are his hands, we are his feet. And there are so, so, so 
many needs in our world. And I, when I was in college back in the 80s again, I had a professor who said, boys, what you need to understand is that you can do a lot more than you think you can for the Lord and his church. Would that be your case? Whatever you see that needs to be done, don't be the kind of person that, you know, that somebody's got to come and prod and prod and prod to get you to do this or that. But be like as a, a respondent to the teaching of the scripture where it says whatever your hands find to do it, to do it with all your might. Oh, how wonderful that would be. There are so many who need help, so many who are lonely. So many who uh, would just appreciate a telephone call. So many who would just appreciate a note. Any number of things. I go back and think about what happened again at Oxford High School. And we look there and, and we know that amongst the four who were killed was a young man who was a very, very good football player. A very fine young man. And the reason that he got killed, that he was trying to protect others from getting killed and in the process of doing so he was shot and he died friends we need to be thinking about others you know a lot of times when we share in this time of the year a lot of people will be saying well i've just got to decide what um, i'm going to give to johnny i've got to decide what i'm going to give to aunt sue what i'm going to give here and give there and that's fine in proportion but can I encourage you to ask yourself, ask for the Holy Spirit to lead you and ask yourself, what is it that I might give to, uh, to Jesus Christ? What things can I do? And certainly we need to ask ourselves, recognizing, and you hear the most intelligent people, people from all ranks of life who know that things are not right. But you know, the problem is we're looking in all the directions, wrong directions. It is never, never, never going to get better until men and women start listening and reading and understanding and obeying the teachings of the word that we are going to have a better land and a better America. My heart goes out to parents who have had trouble with their children, who've had trouble with uh, things such as, like I said, that we have seen in Oxford at high school up in Michigan, things like here in Boyle County at the middle school. And, uh, and so we need to ask ourselves, is there something that I can do? Certainly everyone can do this and that is pray. And, and I hope and pray that you are a praying family, that you pray in your home, that you pray and help your children to learn to pray. What can I give my Lord? I can give him my heart. And then I can give him my hands so that I can do things, do things for others, do things for the Lord's kingdom, do things for the Lord's church. And then thirdly, I look and think about the importance of commitment. If our church and all Christians are going to have, we're all going to have to work hard, harder than ever before to keep our focus, listen, on Christ, making it a priority. And if we don't do that, it will not happen. We've got to make preparations for the Lord's day. We've got to make preparations for the Sunday school hour. 
We've got to make preparations and pray for these particular services. Pray for decisions for Christ. Accept Jesus as Lord. Keep the commandments and do the things that we need to do. Commitment. What does it mean, friends, to be committed to Christ? I'm going to tell you in just a second, but I want you to ask yourself, do you believe on a scale of 1 to 10 that you're a solid 10 in your commitment to the church? I think it is a tragedy that so many times that some of the things that leaders and different ones have to do to try to get people to come to the Lord's house. And definitely that is a command of the Lord. In Hebrews 10, it says, For forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is. For if you sin willfully after you have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more a sacrifice for your sins. You see, it's a sin. Jesus knew. The blessings that comes from people gathering together, singing the great songs of the faith, praying earnestly and fervently, partaking of the Lord's Supper, remembering his death, burial, and resurrection, hearing the preaching of the word. Friends, we need it. Can I ask you to look at your commitment? What does it mean to be committed to the Lord? Well, I share with you what it means. Number one, we can go back to uh, the account of the rich young ruler in the Gospel of Mark, and you've heard that scripture read many and many a time, and people have speculated that after he had his encounter with Jesus, and Jesus told him what to do, go sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you shall have treasures in heaven, and take up the cross and follow me, and you've read it many a time, and it said that he was sad, and it went away grieved. What was happening here is that he was not committed to Christ. What does it mean to be committed? What can I bring to Christ? What can I bring more fully, more completely to Christ? Christmas 2021, I can bring a deeper desire to be committed to him. You know, a lot of people stand around, wring their hands. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to make things better? And on and on they go. Friends, the answer is very simple. Be committed. Do whatever the Lord would have you to do, whatever your hands find to do, to do it with all of your might. And, uh, and so I submit to you that to be committed to Christ means, first of all, you know, as Jesus had that encounter with the rich young ruler, he talked about the commandments. And, you know, he said to him, you've read them before, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery. Listen to me. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. These are commandments. And to be committed to Christ is to realize, listen to me, people. It means that we are not to do these particular things which are wrong. But you see, we're at a world, in a world today, people have become so arrogant, so arrogant, and they are writing the guidelines for their lives. It doesn't make any difference that in the greatest book in all the world, that the Bible says that we're not to commit adultery, that we're not to steal, that the people just pass over that like it's nothing. Friends, as Paul wrote to the church in Galatia, we know the great teaching, whatever you sow, listen to me, you will also reap. You will also reap. So to be committed to Christ is to make up our minds, to obey the teachings 
and the commandments of Christ. And also it means that we are willing to renounce everything and to take up the cross and to follow him. And that was something that this particular person was not willing to do. Friends, what I share with you that if something is standing between you and your relationship with Christ, would I say to you, let go of it? I absolutely would. Because nothing is worth keeping us out of the beautiful home that Christ has prepared for us. A place where there will be no more pain, no more suffering, no more heartaches. We know we're all going to die. But we need to realize that we need to so live that when we leave this life, listen to me, that we have the hope of living again, and we do. What will you bring to Christ? Will you spend more money on relatives and so forth and all? Then, and then when it comes time for the Lord's offering in church, that you might give a dollar or two, and that's just peanuts in, in comparison to what you spent. Friends, we must turn our hearts and back to Christ. Give our hearts to him. Give our hands and work. Do whatever we need to do and to live a life of commitment to Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we come to you at Christmas 2021 and we're so grateful that we live in a land where we have the Holy Bible where we can read and where we can study and then hopefully come to the conclusion that we need to obey it. Lord, it just seems that there is so much indifference. It just seems so often that we're playing church, that we're on the brink of church entity, and that Christians are not convicted of sin. They're not convicted of wrong. And what happens? The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And Lord, I pray that you will use this podcast to your glory because I know that I'm doing my brothers and sisters the greatest favor in all the world when we think about what we might be able to bring to him, gifts that we might bring, and that being our heart and our hands and a commitment, a renewed commitment to Jesus Christ. Bless each one who listens, bless the sick, bless the hurting, and help us to realize that we have a friend like none other, and that is Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen.